Well, hey there, this is Noah Heron, and you are listening to the All Our Ways podcast. And boy, do I have an amazing episode for you today. We have an incredible guest who is literally reaching millions of people with the gospel a day. You heard that right, millions of people. This dude is incredible. He has an amazing story, an amazing testimony. You're going to get to hear about all of it in just a few minutes. But before we go there, I have to give a huge shout out to my good friends at Feed Ministries over from One Hope. These are our podcast sponsors. If you haven't heard of Feed, if you haven't heard of One Hope, I don't know what you're doing. They are reaching the next generation with the gospel in new, creative, innovative ways. They're really trying to put the gospel in the next generation's hands in a way that they can understand it. And I've never seen a ministry do this so effectively. They have an incredible team made up of incredible individuals. They have an incredible mission. And normally, when you combine an incredible team with an amazing mission, you see some pretty miraculous results. That's what we're seeing through Feed Ministries. You need to go check them out at www.feed.bible. Slash all our ways. That's www.feed.bible slash all our ways. I also want to make you um, aware that my book, Viral Jesus, is online for sale right now. If you stop right now and go to Amazon.com and search for Viral Jesus and Noah Heron, it'll pop up. Should be the first one right there. Uh, I really think that this book will encourage you, will help you in your journey as a follower of Jesus. I hope that you enjoy it. Without further ado, today's guest, today's special guest on our podcast is none other than Rashawn Copeland. I met Rashawn a couple years ago on a retreat in the Colorado mountains. And when I say I knew immediately this guy had Jesus living inside of him. This dude has the joy of the Lord unlike anybody I've ever met. He is always smiling. It is genuine. It is real. And um, he has a pretty amazing story of uh, redemption and how God can literally pick you up right where you are and um, do some incredible things to your life. I'm so excited about what God is doing through Rashawn's life through his social media, through his new book. I hope that this conversation today encourages you. So without further ado, my conversation with my friend Rashawn Copeland. Here we go. My friend Rashawn Copeland is in the building. Rashawn, how's it going, man? Noah, my man, love you, bro. You and Maddie are so phenomenal, bro. Really appreciate you guys. I know, again, just like we talked about on my podcast, dude, I love your guys' TikTok flow together. Y'all be killing it. <laughs> dude, you are so much fun, man. I feel like every time, uh, every time I get to talk to you, um, I just leave happier. I, I leave more excited. And I'm really, really pumped for uh, my audience here on All Our Ways to just get to know you a little bit. Um, so why don't we just start, you tell us a little bit about you, where you're from, uh, where you're living, tell us about your family, just give us a little background. Totally, bro, love it. So yeah, uh, I'm a minister who writes and a writer who preaches, but before any of that stuff, I'm a son, you know? Yeah. And 
growing in Jesus and, you know, trying to lead uh, my family well and love them well. I got two kids that are under two. And then I have a nine-year-old, a blended family. Um, Cause I, you know, while I was far from Jesus, I was out there acting a fool, had a baby <laughs> out of wetlock, but I'm so grateful that, you know, God redeems and he restores and yeah. uh, he makes all things new, man. And I got one in the oven too, by the way. No, I don't know if you knew that. Isn't that crazy? Come Woo! on, bro. The you oven. Yeah. They pop out, brother. They pop out. <laughs> so, man, I remember when we met, um, first of all, dude, Rashawn, your family is so beautiful. If you guys don't follow Rashawn on Instagram and, and on social media, go follow him. His family is just, uh, Rashawn's a good looking dude, but bro, you you had bro. some favor with the, with the kids, man. Your kids popped oh. out looking <laughs> looking perfect man and your wife oh, yeah. I, I don't know what it is I, I think uh I think pastors just have this really lucky ability to marry up because we both married up bro we both married we up did. Big but we um did. dude I remember when we met you you shared a little bit about your pre-Jesus story and part of your story was you were a football player right yeah I spent some time um you know playing college ball and yeah. yeah, all the way since I was like eight years old, I was playing football, man. I love that. It was my idol. <laughs> <laughs> so whenever you like, like, what was it that made the switch in you from this pre-Jesus life to, I mean, you're one of the most sold out people for Jesus I've ever met. I mean, it is really, and I, I'm not just blowing smoke. It's genuinely impossible to have a conversation with you and not feel Jesus. And so like, where did that switch happen? How did it happen? What did it look like? Love that, bro. So, um, yeah, I heard the gospel a ton growing up. I mean, through, uh, people who were in the church and things like that, but I just didn't have a faithful response to it. I was so busy out there, uh, trying to just live my life and go the route that I thought was right which, you know, scripture talks about it's a way that seems right to man, then it yeah. ends, ends in the destruction. But uh, what I end up doing is going my own route, my own path. And um, one day it really all, you know, came, you know, it all, it all blew up in me. You know, I found yeah. this place of brokenness because I was shot down one night and I realized that, you know, this sin is too dark, man. Mm -hmm. Like this life of just living for me and mm -hmm. living for all my wants, all my desires was really killing me, bro. And uh, it let me down a lane that I never thought would, yeah, yeah. Would, I never thought it would happen like that, but I was supposed to die that night, man. It was so serious, bro. It was wow. crazy. Wow, yeah. man. I, it's, I, I think it's inspiring um, to me in so many different ways, but, but just like, to me, you're a true testament to this idea that you're never too far gone for Jesus. Like, like in your lowest moment, you know, Jesus met you right there. And, and yeah. you, just wrote, you just wrote a book sharing a lot of this stuff. And the book's called Start Where You Are. Um, I love it. I'm on chapter two. I just started it. Awesome, and, uh, bro. I'm super pumped, man, to keep, to keep diving in. But, but what made you want to write this, this book to begin with? For me, whenever I was working in a county jail, matter of fact, I'm sure you're familiar. Uh, maybe you drove on the freeway out here in Oklahoma City by the. Oh, no, I'm just playing. Not really. But you're <laughs> out here a lot, bro. But uh, uh, I was working down there. 
there was so many different people who had walked through those doors and, you know, everything from NBA cheerleaders who just who is in there for murder, uh, when I would share the gospel with them, the first thing they would tell me is that, you know, I totally, I, I would love to be but my life is messed up. Do, do you not see where I'm at right now? I was like, you know what, Jesus came, he won't have it all together. Yeah. The dirt's not too dirty for God. And I would go into this gospel presentation like Jesus this perfect life, the life that we die, and share with them like the truth of who we are and the truth of who he is and why we need the mercy of God. And, and then that began to just take me on a path of like, I need to let people, God will meet them there, but not to keep them there, but to love them through it and lead them out of it. Come on, God will meet them there, but not to keep them there, bro. You got it, that'll bars. preach. You got <laughs> bars. <laughs> yeah. So, Rashawn, one of the things that I uh, noticed about you right away, we, we met on a retreat in Colorado like four years ago. It's it's yeah. crazy that it's been four years, man. It feels like it was like like two months ago, but Dude. um. Man, we met, and uh, by the end of the trip, everybody on the trip, they didn't even call you Rashawn. They called you Smiley. Do you remember that? <laughs> I like, remember it like it was like, yesterday. Dude, we just all called you Smiley because I don't know if it's possible for you to not smile. I mean, you just have this this contagious joy, this this energy, this excitement. You make people feel like a million bucks, and I think, like, 2020 has been a year for a lot of people where it's been hard to find joy. It's been hard to sustain joy. Um, joy is one of those things that is really easy to tweet about, but it's much harder to sustain in our everyday life. I would yeah. love for you as a, as a joy expert <laughs> to, <laughs> to share, to just kind of share how you keep the perspective that you do. Love it, brother. Love that so much. And I want to tell you first and foremost, when I first met you too, Noah, uh, dude, I was like, who is this model? Who is this brother over there, man? And then, we can do nothing. And that's one of the bigger things for me, making sure I stay in tune with him, knowing who I am, discovering, you know, more about who I am in him uh, gives me all the hope uh, that I need and joy that I need to move forward every single day. But more practical things uh, really quick. For those who are listening, things that I do uh, is believe God is speaking like at all times, every single day. I just have to have a hear to hear. And also, um, yeah, just praying, praying throughout the day, praying without ceasing and and allowing the spirit to invite God in, man. I think that's the most important thing. Man, what I what I hear you uh, speaking to is just like your joy flows out of a place that never runs dry. I mean, like, like you, you aren't focused on having joy. You're focused on getting close to Jesus because if you can be close to Jesus, you can't help but have joy. Wow. You, that is it. No, you better preach. Come on. It it flows, it flows out of you, man. And, And I think that that's something that our generation um, of people like like we've had to deal with things that no other generation uh, has as far as like things that come to steal our joy like comparison yeah, come and, on 
the stuff that we see on social media and all these different things. And so I just want to reiterate what Rashawn is saying. Like if you, if you want joy, just get close to Jesus, you know, it's not as complicated. Get close to Jesus. Like Rashawn said, pray without ceasing, you know, Um, listen to his voice, all these different things. Like this guy is living it out. Just go get close to Jesus. Come on. Okay. Amen. Um, your TikTok game, bro. <laughs> I, I, there is nobody like you, man. I'm, I'm being <laughs> serious. Like, like wow. I'll, be, I'll be on TikTok. I'm, I'm scrolling through and, and, you know, all of us preachers are, we're trying to give devotions and, and we're trying to like teach the word and, and do these things that are important. But then I get yeah. on your timeline <laughs> and it's like, you're just rolling up to these random people and <laughs> like spreading the love of Jesus, like telling yeah. them how much Jesus loves them. And, and a lot of times their response to you is like just incredible. Like either yeah. like preaching the gospel back to you. Some of them it's are true. receiving the gospel for the first time. I mean, it is, it is really, really special, man. What, what, um, what led you to start doing that? Like, like, did you just have the idea one day, like, Hey, you know what? I'm going to go do, I'm just going to go record these conversations I'm having. Like, where did it come from? Love it. Well, hey, real quick though. So one of the big things that sort of, sort of um, launched me into that sort of ministry is that I was hanging out with the homeless community in a place called Tent City here in Oklahoma City, downtown. And out of nowhere, as I'm doing a TikTok, just not minding my own business, nobody's around really. Um, I'm doing a TikTok and a guy comes up and he's listening to me, a homeless man. And then he ends up hearing me talk about Jesus. And then he starts preaching, you know, he shared a scripture and he said something that was just really encouraging. And at that point I was like, we're on to something, Lord. Like, do you want me to start going out just interviewing people or even just sharing the gospel? And I just started doing that, bro. Like out of nowhere, I would go up to random folks uh, when I didn't feel like going and they didn't feel like hearing and just share the gospel and it never returned it void, even when it hurts sometime, you know, because rejection and all that, that stuff, no persecution. I ain't get stoned like Steven. So I'm okay. <laughs> so tell me like, cause I think a lot of, a lot of people would be intimidated by, by doing stuff like that. But on some level, you, you know, we're all called to have these conversations. We're called to, to spread the love of Jesus. How, what would you say to someone who maybe they've watched your videos or they're going to go watch your videos after this. And they yeah. go, man, you know, I really, really like want to do stuff like Rashawn's doing. Um, you know, mm-hmm. I want to, I want to tell the random person at Starbucks how much Jesus loves them, but I'm kind of nervous and I'm, you know, what, what are they going to think about me or say about me? You know, what would you say to that person as far as kind of getting over that fear and, and what it looked like for you maybe? I love it, man. I would say this. um, If we just go back to the root of it all throughout the scripture, nowhere in the scripture does it say fear Satan. It doesn't say fear people. It doesn't say fear. It just says fear God, honestly. And I think what's so important is that we have this reverence, this awe, this respect, not fear from the standpoint, I'm afraid of God, but this respect and awe. One, I want to do what he told me to do, which is preach the gospel to all creature, you know, teaching people to obey my commandments. Lo, I be with you, Jesus said. But not only that, I want my love for people and my compassion for people to want them to know Christ to outweigh the fear. So perfect love casts out all fear. I want the love 
to push me into sharing the gospel with this person who may not have any hope at all, that may be on the verge of suicide or, you know, on the verge of losing everything. Uh, I want to be there for them in that moment, you know, because, yeah, they need to know the truth, man, and the truth will set them free. So come on. Come That's on, what I somebody. Saying, bro. You're preaching right now. Yeah. Preaching. Dang, come on, brother. You know, I'm trying to be so like what, you. What do you What's like the, a lot of these people you're interacting with are truly like, like we use this word in Christianity. It's, it's a churchy word, but it's, but it's also biblical. This they're lost, right? They're they're lost. They, they haven't found their way with Jesus. So much of your ministry. Yeah. You preach and you travel and you do all those things, but a lot of your ministry is with lost people, um, encouraging them in the Lord. Would you say that there's one message in particular uh, that really resonates right now in this in this year in particular with lost people over the other? Like, like, what do you see when you have these conversations? What what are they craving the, to to hear the most? Would you say? I love that. So they they crave more than ever one to be heard first. Like I've never went up to anybody and, uh, you know, really started the conversation without them wanting to just spill out what's going on in their life. So one, I would say go with the expectation to hear, not to really, you know, just really hear one from the Lord, but also have the compassion just to hear from them. But what they truly, truly are wanting to hear, one, is that you know, from the standpoint, I love how you mentioned loss, like the end of the day, we all were at that point where we were lost. We didn't know why we're here. We didn't know where we're going. And we didn't know any of that. We were lost, right? But I think at the end of the day, when we're able to bring clarity to those, answer those questions, and do it in a way where it's from a place of not trying to be cool, but carry that conviction that the scriptures speak in our hearts, that the spirit is leading us, it changes everything because, man, truly, that truth is refreshing. That love is refreshing when they know the mercy of God, you know? Come on, man. That, that I, You just had a drop the mic moment, man. Like, listen with the intent to hear. That is, yeah. that is so good, man. I can't tell you how many times, like, I've been in conversation and I'm listening to someone and I can't help it. I'm so ready to say something. Yeah. I don't actually hear what they say. I'm, I'm guilty of that. I'm like, oh, like I know something that'll help them. And in the process, all they really needed was someone to listen to them. You know, yeah. like, like they didn't need someone to, to tell them how to fix their life. They just needed someone to show empathy and care. Yeah. And that oftentimes looks more like Jesus than us giving them some answer, right? Boom. Exactly. Exactly, bro. And asking questions is huge. Jesus used to ask a ton of questions. You know, he would be there to hear. And um, he already knew the answer before they would utter it. But he would always ask questions. He wanted people to voice what they were going through, man. Will will you share a story just maybe... um... I don't know, just a story of one of these times where you shared the gospel with, with someone and something just interesting or maybe funny or, or just life-changing happened. Just, just share like one testimony of something that God's done through these conversations, if you don't mind. Amazing. Okay. Well, there was one guy specifically that I can think of, um, and I love him so much. I try to get to know these guys on a first name basis, but year, like about a year ago, almost exactly a year ago, 
I would meet this guy down at a shopping center who was in a wheelchair all the time. I mean, I would come sit next to him and talk to him and his heart was so hard. And I mean, he literally cursed me the first time I brought up the name of Jesus, you know, and I, I struggled with that for a little bit. And I was even second guessing going to talk to him again when I would see him again. Matter of fact, there was this utterance, there was this sense of uh, I wanted to bless the other people around him and didn't want to really bless him because of the pain that I was dealing with on his rejection. But at the end of the day, I could remember God so clearly tell me, you bless him more than you even bless anybody you're coming out here to bless today on that second time I seen him. And I went out there and bought him, you know, just a meal and several other things. And I began to talk to him, just not even share Jesus, just I'm there to hear your story. I'm there to get to know you more, to be your friend. And then over time, bro, like it's been almost a year. His heart has been so softened towards God. And he's been in several of my TikToks. And it's just amazing to see what God is doing in his life. Now he's going to a church that's not too far from, uh, from where I met him the first time. Uh, and now he's in church. Like, it's just crazy to see over the time what God can do. And that, that had nothing really to do with me, but I was able to watch it and witness it. Uh, and I wasn't even the one that shared the the gospel with him. I just shared with him about Jesus and how he loves him, but I didn't give the full gospel to him. I don't know what God did throughout that time, but I guess the prayers and the encouragement throughout the time throughout. Yeah. It was just amazing just to see what God did over the years. That that is praise God, dude. That's so incredible. I like when I hear you tell these stories, man, it's like just such a humility um, that that you carry because that meal, like you have no idea what that, what that things that we think are not a big deal, like what they do in someone's life. Um, Of when Jesus talked about when I was hungry, you, you fed me, you know, you gave me clothes. Like, like that's what we're called to do. And um, it's just, I think it's so much more effective than, uh, amazing sermons or or great church programs like like we can reach lost people just by meeting needs and and by sharing the love of Jesus on our way to work you know so true. Starbucks whatever um, Rashawn I want to wrap up by just talking about some practical stuff we got a lot of okay. a lot of young listeners um, listeners who are in college you know young professionals and they're kind of figuring out their flow of life you know okay. they they got the work and they and they got friendships and relationships some of them are dating and there's all these different things that are vying for their time for their attention mm. and uh, I just want to talk about your like daily rhythm you know you got little kids you got a yeah you got an amazing wife. You got a ton of stuff vying for your attention. What are some practical things that you do just to make sure that you're, you're staying in the word, that you're staying in the presence of God? Would you just share with us some ways that you uh, follow Jesus? Love that, brother. Thank you so much, man. Uh, I'm an avid believer in the moment we wake up. Uh, there's thousands, so many lies coming our way, whether it's from the mistake from 10 years ago, maybe two days ago, maybe hours before we even went to sleep. There's so many things. The moment we wake up, the enemy's already at our head trying to kill, steal, and destroy. So the moment I wake up, I take my thoughts captive, bro. And if I can't have my Bible before I go feed my belly, what I'll do, I literally go back to the same verse, Psalms 23. And what I will do is just meditate on that, the the Psalm of David, where it says, the Lord is my shepherd. 
I lack nothing. And it reminded myself to be content fully in God. With him, my shepherd, the God of the universe is my shepherd. I lack nothing, like from that moment. And then um, he, he leads me, you know, beside still waters, you know, you know, I, he's, he, I'm, at, I'm at rest in him. And I remind myself of those things and I should feel no evil, no evil. And, and I just go through that whole passage and meditate on that and solidify that truth in my heart that I'm being led today. So I don't got to lead myself. And then from there, I do everything I can to press in, you know, to the family and love my family well, because nothing's going to prosper out there until I really dig the roots deep down in here and make sure I'm leading uh, and modeling Christ to them uh, and spending those moments with them, uh, discipling my family. And then from there, we go out. So that's that's the main thing, bro. Start the day, win the morning. Win the that's morning. it. Come on. <laughs> yeah. Bro, this has been so fun. I'm going to ask you three rapid fire questions and then we're going to close it out. Are you ready? Let's go. I'm ready. Like right. spaghetti. Rapid fire number one. If you were going to give a TED talk on something besides Jesus, ministry, or family, what would your TED talk be on? Go. Animal Planet, man. <laughs> I love Animal Planet. I love anything dealing with nature and the safari and whatever. wherever you can take me to Asia. I'm gonna preach on animals, bro. <laughs> this is incredible. This is incredible, bro. I was not expecting that. I was not <laughs> Okay, okay. What's your favorite animal? That's the second question. His favorite animal is uh I would definitely have to go. Man, I love the leopard, man. I just love the leopard, the way they look and how wild they are. They, they can climb up trees in an instance. Like, they'll be at the top of the tree in, like, an instance. And not only that, sometimes they hunt by sta standing on, like, the little, you know, the tree trunk, and they'll jump down on their prey. And I just think it's the coolest thing ever. Go to Animal Planet. Check it out. They'll even attack crocodiles, man. <laughs> <laughs> bro, I can tell that you have seen some Animal Planet shows on leopards, bro. This Come is on, bro. <laughs> There's no church in the wild. No, I'm just playing. <laughs> <laughs> okay, last question, man. If you could only eat one thing for the rest of your life, what would it be? Oh, by far. By far, brother. That's a good, that's a good. So chicken Alfredo with the garlic bread and lemonade. That's it. I just ignored <laughs> right there. Rashawn, bro, this is so much fun, man. I, yeah, I love you. I'm thankful for you, your family. Um, people, you can get Rashawn's book, Start Where You Are. It's on Amazon. It's in bookstores worldwide. Just check it out, Rashawn Copeland, Start Where You Are. Where can they follow you on social media, Rashawn? Well, first and foremost, they need to know, they need to jump over to my podcast and listen to your episode Come on. Uh, with us together, uh, because I think it just it was such a powerful uh, time we had together, but it was fun, really fun. So guys, go there first and foremost, and then anywhere on social media, just, just holla at your boy. <laughs> Thanks again, Rashawn. Love you, bro. Love you, fam. <laughs>